Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the program. It's all about bubbles. I'm Guy Bauer, and I'm glad you're with us. We call it the good life. You can call it anything. Just show up on Saturday at noon. Uh, We talked about the method champenois, the classic method of producing bubbles in a bottle of still wine and turning it into a glorious sparkling wine. Of course, the traditional method or method champenois, it was the one that uh, the story is it was Dom Perignon, the uh, the honorable Dom Perignon that came up with this by accident, totally. They put wine to bed at the monastery, and it had some yeast and sugar left, and you know the rest of the story. Turned it into sparkling wine, blew corks out, regular traditional corks, not champagne corks. He saw that, thought, oh, my goodness, we're wasting wine. He tasted it, and brothers come quick, I'm seeing stars. And boom, sparkling wine was born. Uh, the other method, there's really a couple more, but the other method to make inexpensive wine, think Andre. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with this. You know, when you can buy a bottle of sparkling wine, carbonated wine, for five bucks, and it tastes okay, especially if you like something a little sweet, uh, it's not that bad. The carbonation method is just like it sounds. Carbon dioxide is pumped into a giant tank of base wine, just like if it was a soft drink, bottled and corked, and boom, there you go. Uh, Not the best way to do it, but it works. It makes some difference. And then when we talk about the regions, we talked about France and Champagne. Other wines in France that are sparkling can't be called Champagne. They're called Cremant of the region, Cremant de Loire, Cremante Alsace, that kind of thing. The Spaniards are probably the biggest, well, they are the biggest producer and probably the most talented at making magnificent Method Champenois sparkling wine for a couple reasons. Where it comes from in the far northeastern part of Spain, the soil that's there and the three primary grapes that they use no, it's not Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. It's Jarello, that's X-A-R-E-L-L-O, Parriada, P-A-R-E-L-L-A-D-A, and Macabeo. These three grape varieties offer some of the dynamics, aromatics, and, and fruit quality that Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier offer, and they grow beautiful in the soils on the hillsides of Penedas, near the town of San Senora de Anoya. Uh, again, south and a little bit west 
of Barcelona. Cava is probably the wine that I drank the most of while I lived in Spain. That and, of course, Spanish red wine from Rioja. But just a a magnificent way, and it is, uh, I don't think I've ever seen other than the traditional method for production of cava. There may be that I've never seen. Prosecco from Italy, again, can be made in the method traditional. But for the most part, uh, especially the inexpensive Proseccos, are made in the bulk Charmat method, that big stainless steel pressurized temperature-controlled tank. And they use a different grape. The far northeastern part of the boot of Italy in the Veneto and around Venezia is the region that Prosecco is generally made. The grape variety, again, completely different, is called Glera, G-L-E-R-A. Oftentimes it can be blended to other grape varieties, but usually 15% or less. Some of the other ones are Chardonnay, Pinot Bianco, Pinot Grigio. But it can be made in both methods, Charmat, Balk method for the cheaper ones, and the classic method or method Champenois. So if you were looking for something to enjoy New Year's Eve tomorrow, you can spend money on champagne. The best buy at Jacob Liquor Exchange in my mind right now is, uh, with the sale prices that Jamie and the gang have come up with is some of the grower champagne labels that are produced by those who grew grapes and sold to the big champagne houses. Uh, And they decided, Hey, we'll make our own. So they're oftentimes vineyard specific and they make great quality, but it won't have one of those big name labels on it. So uh, ergo, it is a bit cheaper. Then, if you want a traditional champagne from the region of Champagne, I think Veuve Clicquot has always been a great value, high-quality wine, and it still is today. Uh, Let me see. I actually have the sale list here. Veuve Clicquot, where are you? Oh, it didn't make the lineup. Uh, If I remember right, it's like $54, $56. And... Everything else up from that, you know, if you're going to get uh, a Dom Perignon or uh, a Crystal, Crystal from, from these wines are in the two to 300 or more regime. Do you get that much better? Well, Good Life Guy says no. But, and sometimes, you know, it's like anything. If you're used to eating select steak and you get a prime cut of the same, uh, let's say, strip steak, you might really like to go back to the something you're more used to. The difference is so pronounced. And that's the same way with high-quality champagne from France and any of the other variations. It's what you know and what you love. Some of the best values in my mind, while Prosecco has increased in cost, Cava to a lesser degree has, and, oh, my God, they're such great buys. The Seguro Viedas regular label, not the Herodad collection with the pewter base, which is one of my favorites, but the regular one. It, it is a Cordonu uh, on the shelf at Jacobs for $11 in coin. And, it, you know, buy it by the case. It is 
page back at goodlifeguy.com. I had it the one of the week uh, a month ago or so. So really fun. And then opening champagne. You got to be careful. I told you that cage is on there with five turns clockwise, and you got to turn it that many to the left counterclockwise. But you don't want to just take the cage off and expose the cork without keeping a, a, a towel over it. Real funny until somebody loses an eye. And believe me, I have put dings in in the ceiling in my kitchen or in my wine cellar. Because sometimes, no matter how careful you are, the big bang theory and out comes the cork and dings your roof, your ceiling. Um, so be careful opening. The goal is not to uh, be a Formula One winner on the dais and blow champagne all over your friends. I hate to see that happen. The goal is to let the least amount of pressurized air out of the bottle that you can. I'm commonly calling it a baby's fart, probably not as politically correct, but if it should just be a, I'll demonstrate a little bit later in the second half. When you get the bottle open, uh, what you put it in makes a difference. Put it in a plastic cup, still tastes good, not the best choice. If you have tall, beautiful, thin glass crystal flutes, uh, traditionally that was the best choice. Our good friends at Riedel now are proffering a couple different choices. If it's a primarily Chardonnay-based classic wine, uh, maybe drink it in a Chardonnay glass from Riedel. Primarily a Pinot Noir-based wine, maybe in a Pinot Noir-based glass. What I like the best is a combination of those three. It's tall, narrow at the top, a slightly rounder bowl at the bottom, a long, delicate stem, very thin glass, very nice edge to, uh, to conduct the aromas to your nose. And that's what I like. All manner of flutes, you want to see the bubbles. You want the bubbles to be small and streaming up the sides of the glass. Uh, swirling the wine, eh, you don't really need to do that because the bubbles bring the aromatics to your nose. Having a narrow top is a benefit. If you swirl it, you're going to decrease the amount of bubbles, just like when you blow the cork out and, uh, and send warm champagne all over the room. Um, use it, use it, the best glass you have. If it's just a regular wine glass, so be it, uh, and knock yourself out. If you want to be fancy and put on a show, you can saber a bottle of wine. You've probably seen demos of that. I've done a number of bottles that way, and I have some really cool sabers professionally made to do that, and you don't need a sharp edge. You can do it with a butter knife. The bottom line is you look at the bottle, you make sure it's crackling cold, you undo the, the, the cage and, and lift it up over the lip a little bit along where the seam in the bottle is. The bottles have a seam running vertically from the punt or bottom up to the top. That's where you want to hit it. Tilt the bottle at about a 20-degree angle. Uh, any lower, you'll lose more wine than you want to. Take your saber or your 
heavy-duty metal tool, slide it up the bottle until you hit the hit the lip of the glass, not the cage. That's why you folded it up. Boom. Hit it with the, your heavy-duty knife. And again, if you're going to use like a heavy-duty butcher knife, don't use the blade side. Use the back of the knife. That'll work better, and it won't dull your knife. Hold it 20 degrees, own the bottle, own the blade, slide it once to get a feel for it, then slide it with aggressive, I'm in control of the knife, and pop. There goes the the top part of the glass, the cork, the cage, and everything. You may lose a little bit of wine. You want to just hold it no lower than 20 degrees, and then tip it up as it settles down. And no, there's no glass inside that bottle. And you can pour it right out of there. It looks cool. You need to do that? Nah. It's just fun. So those are the basics. Can you eat food with champagne or sparkling wine? Oh, my God. We have done some of the coolest dinners where we start with a bone-dry, brute nature, extra brute. And then you have that with lighter food. If you like oysters, if you like shrimp, if you like uh, dry cheese. And then for the main course, maybe go to uh, a lighter brute with just a hint of residual sugar for mouthfeel. Not an extra dry necessarily, but it could be. And then maybe a brute rosé to go with meat. And then for dessert, uh, there's so many great sparkling wines with fairly high sugar content, sweet wines. You can spend a lot of money or not, and you can go soup to nuts with bubbles alongside. I hope that you'll try some of these, and if you're on the email list at Jacob Liquor Exchange, Jamie and the gang have put out bubbles to ring in the new year. Uh, These are all the items that are on sale, and I'm talking Jay Vineyard's Brut Rosé. Regularly about 48 bucks for 35 and change. Mum Brut Rosé, $25.99 for $17.99. Uh, Mum Napa is one of my favorites, and that's one of the ones that's in my picture at goodlifeguy.com. We'll get Jamie on the phone after this end of first half break, and we'll talk a, a little bit more about bubbles, how you may use it, Maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of our most spectacular food and wine pairings and the fun we've had drinking some sparkling wine. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I've got a bottle here that I'm going to open. Jamie's going to have one. We'll do a toast at the end. I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope that 2024 is even better than 23. I hope you had a good 23. Me, not so much. So that's it. Don't go away. The second half is right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.